So welcome to a very special segment here on East Coast Games. We have director of Lemnus Gate from Rat Loop Games, James Anderson. James, welcome and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, sweet. Uh, so uh, you are fresh off of PAX East. So um, I just wanted to, you know, real quick, uh, right off the top, I just wanted to get your, your impressions of that. PAX East is... It's a huge event. I think there was like over 200,000 people who came through the doors over the course of about four days. But uh, it's a real amazing place to be. And I mean, the bars and the, the intensity and the energy of the place is pretty astounding. Uh, for us at Rat Loop, it's our second packs. And, uh, you know, I mean, I just love being immersed. There's so many people who are passionate uh, about games and so many people who are passionate about developing games and it's just it's one of those rare moments in the industry where those two people can connect on such a big big scale you know yeah definitely in uh so it was your your second one is this the first time that you are showing off Lemnus Gate to the yeah public? that's right yeah it's actually our it's actually our first major showing of the game to the public uh so we were there last year for our previous game but uh this is our first first year with Lemnus Gate and uh you know, we had a pretty decent booth this year. Uh, you know, we decorated it all up. We had uh, three or four monitors running with the uh, different builds of the game. And uh, a lot of people stopped by and we got really, really encouraging results. So uh, a lot of people said it was, uh, you know, one of their favorite games or the most interesting thing they've seen at the show. So uh, we were really stoked by the, the fan feedback that we received. Yeah, definitely. I would imagine. I um, It wasn't on you know my radar i ha I hadn't heard about it until you know i was just walking around and i and i happened to bump into the game and um luckily for me there was no one there so i was able to just pick up the controller and play it and me and my buddy were there and it was like such a breath of fresh air when um you're coming off playing all these other games you know these other first person shooters that are very more straightforward in how they operate in the very you know traditional way so seeing a game like this where you know you still have you know your typical first person shooter controls and everything but you introduce this interesting um time loop element that completely turns the game on its head and introduces a new way to play what was what was like the you know the what was it like coming up with a game like this was it always meant to be like this or did it turn yeah, into this uh, after look um, uh, you know, first of all uh, uh, First of all, I'll just say thanks. Thanks for the comments. That's uh, really appreciated. Uh, I guess you know, for us, we we really became an indie studio um, for one good reason, and that's to be able to innovate. Uh, it's like you know, a bunch of members of our team are kind of like senior XAAA developers, and you know, we've worked in these massive, super massive teams and stuff like that. And uh, we really wanted a chance to be able to try things that are like outside the box, you know things that uh, perhaps an established brand or franchise would never be able to try because it's too risky for them, you know? Um, so that was like part of our fundamental goal of even starting an indie studio in the first place. So it's like, no matter what we do, uh, whether it's like our previous game or our new game, it's gotta be something that's really, really unique. And, you know, some studios have like fantastic art and fantastic narrative or, or stuff like that. Um, we really focus on gameplay mechanics. I think that's probably our strength. So combining, you know, those two elements together, we're really trying to do games that have like really innovative gameplay mechanics. You know, where the thing you do with like either your your mind or your controls, like your thumbs and stuff, in the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay, is something new uh, 
that really hasn't been experienced for, you know? And for us, like... For what him, struck me... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't okay, mean to no, catch you off there, James. No, it's all right. Go for it. Watching the, uh, you know, uh, some of the footage uh, from the game from, from your uh, website was that I imagine that there is going to be an incredible period of discovery for the player uh, where they probably will start off playing this game like a traditional first-person shooter. And I imagine there's going to be so many revelations about strategies, and uh, that is so exciting to me. Like, it's, I can't wait to get my hands on this personally. It's pretty funny, actually. Uh, like, because we've been playing the game maybe like for around six, seven months uh, during development, of course. And uh, you just reminded me there's this one guy at our office. He's always like, nearly every morning, he's like, okay, 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 I got this new strategy. I got this new strategy. And it, what's really funny is when we look back, along you know the course of our development the strategies that that we use today are like so much more advanced than the ones we used like two months ago and three months ago and four months ago so i think what's really really cool is that we're still seeing how deep it can go or it's not necessarily deeper but it's changing you know we we find new elements and then we incorporate them into our strategies so personally it's something that i'm absolutely thrilled about um having like this concept of time and causality as a gameplay mechanic which is what foundation of lemon escape is it's like even when we first imagine the idea it's really hard to understand what all those locations are and if they're fun you know and i think now that the game's maturing and we've spent more time in the game and we see that there are all these tentacles of strategy that just lead off and it's really um not limited by anything except kind of like your ability to imagine those things you know uh, your ability to come up with creatives inside the game and the fact that the game itself is kind of like a canvas for those original thoughts i'm i'm really really happy with that kind of outcome you know? so i would assume um you know like during your play testing and all that you've seen quite a bit of different strategies from the different people in your office and everything well while you were at pax um did you see like was there anybody who picked up the controller and like you know, busted out a strategy that you haven't seen yet that like you were shocked right, that right. somebody was able to pick up the game so quickly and able to um, adapt. I would say there's there's only really one that stood out and I don't know if it was intentional or accidental, but uh effectively we have well I can explain it to you if you want. Um we have this character that can throw grenades that stick to objects and then they become like these these laser turrets so they can sort of shoot at nearby enemies automatically. And uh, one of the players threw like a whole bunch of those like onto a wall. So maybe there was like 16 turrets stuck to the wall, right? Oh, wow. And then his character died, okay, in round two. Like that was the first thing he did. And then the next round, the other player killed him. So that guy was dead for like, I don't know, five rounds. And then in the second last round, um, he actually managed to kill the person who had killed his turret guy. And then in the final round for the other player, all those turrets sort of came back to life again. <laughs> and oh, they just man. went absolutely berserk and decimated the other team. So, like, I don't know if he planned that or if it was just something that kind of emerged. But uh, it was it was pretty hilarious. And the, the player that got absolutely spanked was like, holy cow, that's insane, you know. But seeing that these kind of things can exist is, uh, is really nice. But I do think um, it's pretty difficult for a player who's, just beginning to compete with somebody who's who's sort of familiar with a lot of the concepts like imagine like your first game of chess right mm -hmm. you you know what all the pieces can do but you don't really know how to maximize or how to use them yet you know 
And I feel like with Lemnus Gator, it's very much the same kind of strategy where, you know, you will understand what the pieces are and sort of how to use them, but you won't be able to compete with somebody who's already played like hundreds of games of chess, right? So there is a, there is a definitive mental skill learning curve involved. And I think that's cool. I got to imagine you're, you're looking forward to getting it in, into more hands and seeing all kinds of new strategies and play styles emerge. It's got to be thrilling, you know, the idea. Yeah, for sure. I mean, eventually... it's, it's thrilling and scary, like, uh, you know, because there are a lot of possibilities. Uh, maybe there's some sort of like uh, path of least resistance or exploits that, that we haven't seen yet, you know, mm-hmm. which is part of the testing and development sort of iter- iterative process. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, there's probably some crazy person out there who's got this weird idea and nobody's seen it before and then he can come in and introduce that concept to the game, you know? And uh, I think that's fantastic. Really excited seems to see like that. It's, I'm sorry. Uh, James, I think your mic may be cutting out just a, a, a bit there. Um, okay, sorry. How's no, 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 it's okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're good. I, sorry, I realized I was cutting you off because you came back in and I said, oops, he's not done talking. I'm sorry, continue. That's okay, you can go. I was just going to say, I imagine this is probably going to be a, a, like a, a, a crowd favorite for for a party game environment. Uh, one of the things I was most impressed with was the concept of one TV, one controller, up to four mm. people. That is that's that's excellent. I mean, what a what a great idea to to make it you know accessible, easy to you know to play, and I think enjoyable even for people that are, would be you know spectating. Yeah, I mean, one thing we're really happy about is is that. Uh, as a side effect of being turn-based, we have the capability of doing local co-op, uh, sorry, local multiplayer, uh, very, very easily, right? Uh, you know, a lot of games these days have kind of like abandoned the concept of split screen and stuff because it does cost more money to produce games which support split screen. You know, you have to like uh, optimize the rendering. You have to do a lot of work on the HUD to support multiple viewports. You know, so it's a costly thing to do. And because of that, you find that it, that kind of gameplay, especially for a shooter, is just kind of gone. I think Borderlands is like one of the last few shooters that kind of still supports that kind of stuff. So for us, we we love the kind of couch couch multiplayer gameplay, you know, especially if you're uh, running on a console. And so the fact that we can actually really easily or natively support that just through our kind of like fundamental game design is, a, is I think, a, a huge win. And we're, we're really happy to have that in the game. It's kind of like a unique selling point for us as well, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you you found a way. You said your one of your goals is to innovate, and you certainly, you know, seem like you're doing that on more than one front. Uh, that being, you know, a great example of of how you're able to have a, a com, you know competitive uh, couch. Uh, you know, uh, I, I want to say co-op now. <laughs> no, you said I, know, yeah. I always <laughs> say that. I'm like couch co-op, but it's not really co-op. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. But with you know, again, one controller, one screen. Um, that's awesome. And look, and, I mean, honestly, that that. That way of playing when you have, you know, a couple of mates on the couch, maybe, you know, it's the Friday night and you have a couple of beers or something, but it's just so much fun. You know, you're shouting at each other, screaming at each other. It's something that I think playing online, as fun as it is, it, it misses that human human touch a little bit, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of, of playing games that, like that. You know? Yeah, definitely. And <clears throat> another thing that stood out to me in, in the video that you have on your website, I don't know if we really described uh what the game is so do you want to like just go ahead and give a brief overview of what the game uh, actually is because i don't you didn't describe it off the top of the show we've just been gushing the whole time i can do that really well because i just returned from pax that's (laughs) what i was doing for like a week straight but uh basically it's a it's a first person shooter 
but it's a turn-based first-person shooter. So this is something that no other shooter has. Uh, so fundamentally, it changes the way you play. And the way it works is you have a 25-second time loop that repeats itself over and over again. And then you have two teams. So let's say two players, 1v1, and you each take turn playing your character for 25 seconds. Once you've finished the 25 seconds, your character will repeat endlessly over and over inside of the time loop. So then, for example, you and I would take turns adding new characters into the time loop. And over sort of like round after round, more and more characters become involved in this time loop and they can interact with each other. So a character from the past can shoot a character from the future and vice versa. So you really have to think about, um, you know, what's happened in the past, what's happening on the screen now and what might happen in the future. And it's a really, really deep strategical first person shooter where you have a thinking time and then execution time. So it, it feels a bit like a game of first person shooter, it's chess, something like that. We have uh, seven character classes. So we have all, all the classics like, you know, your snipers, your heavy, your scout, your engineer, stuff like that. They all have different weapons and different abilities. So it's really just a, a really interesting new uh, mental aspect that we're introducing to a much loved or classic first person shooter. I think, yeah, you hit the, that, I mean, that's a perfect way to uh, describe it from, again, the footage I saw on the website. Maybe we'll, in the, this episode, we'll embed a link so that, yeah, sure. you know, people are interested. They can can kind mm -hmm. of visit the site, learn a little bit more about uh, you and the team, and then uh, kind of see it. Because I, I really, I felt like that was a great way for me to soak it in. Uh, Zach did a pretty good job last week describing, um, you know, the basic concept, but it was it was neat to to see some of that. Uh, yeah, that that would footage. be awesome. I mean, we we made the prototype video a couple of years ago, so uh, it was uh, actually a very very early uh, test bed version just to prove the the concept worked. Um, but the video is like pretty much explains the core concepts pretty well. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, feel I, free to feel free to link that. That'd be great. Oh, we absolutely will. Yes, absolutely. And we'll do it probably as well. Um, you know, we'll, when we are promoting the episode on Twitter, we'll, we'll, we'll throw a link up there as well. Cause I think it's, oh, it's a great cool. way for people to wrap their brain, you know, around it. Excellent. Yeah. I thought, um, so I just wanted to, you know, go over my, my, ex my experience playing the game. Uh, so when I got it, it was, it was, uh, when we were playing, it was me and my buddy. And, uh, after the introduction of the game and everything, um, I believe you had three of the, the the characters that are on your um, the website were the characters that were available in the demo at PAX, correct? Uh, we actually have a bunch of placeholder characters. So the three characters that you saw on the PAX posters were actually ones that we've completed the artwork for. All the rest were kind of like placeholder white characters. But in terms of yeah, gameplay yeah, functionality, that. they were all there. So... Even the heavy, the guy with the rocket launcher, he was there. You could play him, but you you couldn't see what he will look like in the final game. Gotcha, gotcha. So I was it was interesting because, uh, like we were talking about earlier, like while I was playing, while I was watching my buddy play, um, in my head I'm trying to come up with all right. If he goes over yeah. here, I'm gonna send my next guy yeah, yeah. over <laughs> here, and so it was interesting. Like I was thinking, all right, I'm gonna send my guy. So the, the round starts, and it's just like a first person shooter. I ran off, and he starts on the other side. We were playing the the capture the flag variant type. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so you know, there's the the area on the map that I went to, and I would get it. And obviously, we're both running towards the same objective. Um, there was a couple of them on the map, if I remember correctly. Yeah, there's right? like three or four different flags. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's interesting on like, do you send your guy to kill his guy who's going for one of the flags? Do you go for a flag he's not really looking at and try and make it back to score the point? Uh, like I was thinking, like I just might even send a guy into this room and and hold the trigger down and start spraying and hoping he comes through a door the next round and yeah. doesn't even know my guy's there. I know. So like it, happens, it actually happens a lot. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, it's super. It's super interesting. Like I just, uh, it's it's. You know, like you said, it's like a chess game and you go in and it's like that that saying when everybody says, you know, you're playing checkers while everyone's playing chess, like while he's playing chess. It's like yeah. you walk in and you're playing checkers right away because, you know, you think it's it's simple. But then, like, I feel like it's a game. It's easy to pick up, uh, hard to master because the strategy yeah. that uh, is involved. Absolutely. I mean, you know, one of our goals was was for that. I mean, accessibility is really important to us. I mean, we want. Obviously, it's a first-person shooter, right? You don't want to mess with that. I mean, people people love shooters. They know how to play them already. So we, we didn't want to touch any of that stuff. So the whole experience of how to play is exactly like you would expect. And once you start playing, you're slowly introduced to this concept of, of the time loop. And, uh, yeah, that's where things really kind of start getting... You see people's faces and they're like, oh, oh, okay. And then they kind of understand the next level. And then they'll see like a... They'll see a character from the past, like mow them down. What? What the? You know what just happened? And they're like, "Oh, that was the character from the previous round." And then their eyes kind of open up a bit more, and like, "Oh shit, okay." And it just keeps going like that. So, I mean, what's really cool is we have we have different choices, you know. So, like we said, you could you could kind of throw some grenades into a room, or you could go capture a flag, or you could potentially go stop the other guy from capturing his flag. So we have different character choices as well, and they all have abilities. But then you can also think about, do I need to do that now? Or can I do it at the end? Or can I do it? It means that time itself is not necessarily linear. So maybe that thing you wanted to do, it's better if you do it in a later round because then more people will be affected. It'll be a bigger surprise to the enemy. You know, So there's all these different sort of axes or dimensions to, to kind of work your brain around, which is really cool. And uh, yeah. what uh, what are the uh, like the game modes? What's the the player cap for each game? Sure. Yep. We have. Um, we're still experimenting, so uh, don't take this as the official list. But no, yeah, it's a change, no. of course. Yeah. 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 Like I mean, I don't. I don't want to promise promise things, but we've currently got three game modes that we're very very happy with. Um, we're looking at a fourth one, which we're kind of testing right now. And then we have like we'll probably end up having uh, at least three or four maps per game mode. Um, so we should have quite a lot of variety there. And in terms of the player counts, uh, we did try. Honestly, we went all the way up from 1v1 to 4v4. Um, so we had like four simultaneous players versus four simultaneous players. Oh, wow. But uh, honestly, it just ended up being a bit of a, a, bit of a chaotic mess. Um, I think in terms of like having that many players, you'd probably need a much bigger map. And having like objectives, which you know these two players are supposed to get these objectives, those two ones, like splitting the field a bit, you know. Um, so we ended up bringing it back to two v two as a maximum. So we currently support one v one. Oh, excellent! So you can be on the same team as uh, you know, like a friend, and uh, play against another team of two. Yes, that's right. Actually, so we actually just implemented a the friend friend request or friend invites uh, just this week. So you will be able to start a server, invite your friend, and then open up that server to the public so other people can. Oh, wow. That's excellent. That's, uh... that, sh that should be pretty fun. I mean, to me personally, uh, I love playing online, but 
playing with your buddy is like you know, the, the main reason you, you would want to play. I think it's uh, it's so much fun. Even if you're playing uh, sort of 1v1, just to have one of your friends as the other player is, is really cool. Oh yeah, oh, don't get me wrong. I occasionally host uh, like a, a game night over at uh, at my house, and uh, we love you know party games where yeah, you know um, everything from Rocket League to Jack Party Pack. I mean, you name it. Oh, we right. play a lot of Towerfall, of course. And um, this actually kind of uh, when again watching yeah you know, that proof of concept video reminded me a lot of Towerfall, and that I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of yelling and screaming, and that. I hope you know, so. Yeah, <laughs> sort of getting your your sea legs is just the beginning, you know, yeah. and that you'll you'll kind of your understanding of of how the mechanics work and how you can make them work for you and how they can be worked against you will kind of evolve. And and probably the more you play it with the friends, uh, the, the the more. Speaking of uh, speaking of yelling and screaming, um, one thing to be aware of is that we've actually intentionally put on uh, friendly fire oh, because one of, wow, one of okay. the most one of the most hilarious and let's say scream inducing uh, moments in the game is you know you have a guy with a rocket launcher and you have a sniper so these are like high powered weapons right and often if you don't remember what you did before you often run into your own gunfire oh. so you know <laughs> like when you actually like shoot yourself with your own sniper from across the map oh, from man. two rounds back uh, it's absolutely hilarious and both you know, in the in the couch multiplayer scenario those kind of events are like re- really fun to watch, you know? and then oh, you get to see them over the and over and over way. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine uh, a bit shameful for the person that uh, falls well, victim. You know what's to funny their... is like, yes, it's completely embarrassing, and if you do it in one of the early rounds, then you see it happen like over, <laughs> over and over for the rest of the game. So you get shamed like repeatedly. So it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. That's brilliant. And and I saw in the video that you guys were. Uh, you know, it's designed to be easy to watch and it's designed for e- with esports in mind and everything. And I feel like that's a like a lot of games will say that. But like I, a- even after I played the game at PAX, like I enjoy just sitting there watching people, you know, play. And it's, you know, I, it's immediately they were laughing immediately. They were having a good time because, you know. There's, especially on the couch, it's, you know, it brings out the competitive nature in you and you want to beat the person next to you. So yeah, it was just, sure. it was really fun just watching those people have That's fun. Cool. I think there's a couple of things that really facilitate the, let's call it the watchability of a game, you know? It's like, first of all, we have this uh, observer mode or, or the spectator camera, if you will. So like um, in between when people are taking their turn, you know, you can fly around the camera and, and basically watch the current state of the time loop. So that 25 seconds will be constantly repeating. So you can fly around and see everything that's happened so far. So it's kind of like an instant replay of the current state of the game, you know? And because of that, you have time to watch what's happening and and see where everybody went and what they did and kind of appreciate, you know, the skills of the other players. And you can also, as an observer, even though maybe you might not even be playing the game, you can kind of like think about uh, what a good move might be, you know? So you, you do have a really good perspective on the match um, as opposed to a game where maybe it's always in first-person perspective, you know? You'd only ever see one little area of the level at one time, so you don't have this kind of overview, right? I think that right there is a, a pretty good way to make something easy to watch and it just happens to be the the game structure that we have so. yeah that's 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 what i'm saying that was that was super cool and and uh what uh platforms is the game going to be available on upon uh, release if you can talk about 
Yeah, I mean, I can't say too much about the the platforms, but we'll we'll definitely be doing PC and console. Oh, sweet. Yes. So, uh, Excellent. And I know I mean, you, you, you have a, a beta sign-up available on your website. Um, that's right. Any, yep. any uh, like soft uh, time frame on, on when you're hoping to, to push the uh, the beta out? Or can you talk about what platforms, <clears throat> excuse me, it'll be available? Um, yeah, sure, sure. The beta? Uh, the, the beta will be absolutely Steam only, um, mm-hmm. just because for us, that's uh, it's an easy platform for us to push updates and sure. get feedback. Uh, you know, all the key management systems on Steam are really fantastic. So obvious choice for that. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, in terms of like the platforms moving forward and whatnot, um, we'll probably do Steam, I would say, you know, within a month, something like that, for oh, the awesome. closed beta. Um, again, anything can change here, you know? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, that goes without saying. Yeah, we understand. We're we're all gamers here. So we understand yeah. dates are fluid. And yeah, and right. frankly, um, you know, I think uh, we're also, in the camp, all of us on the podcast, especially that, uh, you know, uh, take your time, put it out when it, when it's ready. And if it slips, it slips. It's fine. You know, we don't want anyone, uh, you know, uh, losing their minds trying to, you know, hit a date or something like that. Yeah, so. sure, sure. Yeah, like for us, it's about, you know, what do we want to be in the beta? What do we consider to be like really important to get feedback on? And, you know, the game's changing. It's still in a state that's early enough that a lot of the important stuff is actually changing pretty often. Um, So we're kind of looking for a nice moment to stabilize and kind of sort of collate everything that we have, make sure it works, make sure it's debugged and all that kind of stuff. And and we'll go from there. But uh, yeah, I would imagine it's, it's in a few months or like that. So I was, I'm just genuinely curious as to what's, what's it like uh, getting feedback from, you know, a beta where it's out to the masses versus getting feedback from uh, a gamer in person that's uh, someplace like PAX and stuff like that is, is the feedback easier to receive one way, like uh, from PAX when someone's right in front of you, or is it better when it's coming from the masses? I think, I think the main, like based on my experience, um, so I can't speak for everybody, but I think when you're in person, like at a trade show, there's a always a positive bias. You know, it's like when you're dealing with somebody as you know on a personal level, they're going to be very polite, and they're not going to tell you things they think suck, or you know what I mean. It's like they're going to be quite nice about it. Um, and when it's online and everybody's anonymous, it's pretty much the opposite. So, for example, if there's a crash or one of the features doesn't work correctly, or somebody has a problem with their PC setup. Uh, you'll hear about it and you, you, you'll, you'll hear frustration, right? And that's fair enough. I mean, like the game should work. It should work well for everybody. But, you know, unfortunately, the reality of, especially on PC, is everybody's got a different setup. And so if things don't work, then those messages come across louder than perhaps the, the positive stuff would, you know? So you just have to understand yeah. the context, the situation that you're in. And, you know, most people, often you get um, like a few users that are really, really helpful. So they'll actually bend over backwards to, you know, sort of moderate some of the other users and really investigate bugs if there's any very deeply just to help you out as much as possible. And when you encounter people like that, like whether it's on Discord or on your forum or whatever, uh, it's really refreshing and it's it's really nice. And, you know, people generally just, you know, love the game and they'll give you really positive feedback saying, I think it's great. And it's all that stuff's really great to hear. You know? Now, do you, right. rec- do you recommend people like... Would you prefer somebody to come up to you with PAX and be like, hey, man, I, I didn't really like this about the game and I think this would be a lot better? Or do, or like, would you, do you encourage that in that situation? Yeah, look, I mean, always, I think, you know, as long as it's constructive criticism, 
Yeah, I mean, and, and the goal yeah, yeah. the goal is to make the game better, not to you know be insulting or, or say, hey, you know, I found this bug, I'm I'm cool, you know. As long as the the reason for them saying it is to help make the game better, then for sure, honest feedback is the best thing you can receive. You know? Definitely, yeah. I always try to emphasize, be kind. You know, even if it's not for you, you didn't like it, or yeah, you know. I mean, you know, as yeah. as a game developer, you kind of learn to take some of that uh, in stride. You know, like. Usually, when you when you make your first game and people say bad stuff in the review, you get you get really upset, you know. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you just understand. Well, you know what? It's not a game for everybody, and some people like it, some people don't. And there's reasons that are valid for those things. So you sort of like you receive the information or you read it on the screen, and then you kind of interpret it in the correct way, you know. But it's, it's a little yeah, bit like absolutely. That. I'd like to believe maybe someday the internet will get a little bit better about. I don't um, think so. communicating you know maybe some of that frustration in a way that's you know like you said constructive and gets across what they're actually trying to say instead of just saying something that's uh nasty you know for the sake i mean look it's like you said some people are way more articulate than others as well i mean one guy might be like uh i don't know the controls suck you know and then (laughs) another person might be like i think you know your acceleration curve could be tuned you know with a little more responsiveness you know it's like the game is feeling the same thing but one person's explaining it clearly and the other one's just giving you an emotional response but fundamentally it comes from the same place right sure absolutely well as we kind of wind down uh zach is uh is going to ask you uh three three questions here don't worry these are softballs here but uh <laughs> You know, that uh, I think we're hoping to ask of all our uh, future guests. So you get to be the guinea pig here. but uh, Okay, I'm starting off a trend, right? You are, trendsetter. You, okay. you like to innovate, right? So here we go. <laughs> That's it. We're setting the bar high with you right here. All right, all right so it's good. Three, three, three quick questions. All right, we have okay. your favorite game, the most recent game you've been playing, and the game you're most looking forward to. That's coming up. Ooh, my favorite game of all time? You know, I'm, I'm going to have to go with, like, Doom, I think. The original Doom. It's, Great choice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just I can't really see myself more excited about something than than I was when I played that. Uh, it was a real a real game changer for me. And what was the second question? Sorry. Uh, what's What's the game you're playing right now? Like, what's what, um, what I, I did just recently try out Apex Legends um, because it's a super super well launched first person shooter. So I'd have to say that was the last game I played. And the game I'm most looking forward to, ooh, that is really tough. I think I'm a big fan of Naughty Dog, so probably The Last of Us 2, I think. Uh, I saw a gameplay footage from that from a couple of years ago, and it's just the difference, sort of the, the line between sort of what's in-game and what's cinematic is just almost completely gone, and I think that's really enticing. So that would be one of my top picks, I think. Yeah, I think you're alone in that. I don't think anyone's waiting. Really <laughs> that, you know. Oh, oh, oh Half Life Three. How about that? <laughs> yeah, oh. right. <laughs> I think those are all three excellent choices. Yeah. Um, you know, Doom is a game that I remember kind of being the forbidden fruit. You know, it must have been about seven, and my uncle had a had a copy, and uh, you know, my cousins and I sneaking it into the you know the disc drive and booting it up on DOS, and uh, just you know, uh, like you said, unlike anything, and uh, Apex Legends has been my on and off again love lately as well for scratch that PvP itch. And they've just they've they've executed so well on that game. You know, you have to give them credit for that. 
Yeah, that that was one of the smoothest launches for a game. I've never seen anything like that. I don't know how they pulled that off. That was crazy, you know. Yeah, brilliant. And and on on a, on another note, for that same developer, they just uh, said their Star Wars game is going to be teased in a couple of days, so that's something mm. to get pumped about. We'll see what that is, huh? That's interesting. Yeah. I'm always a bit of a sucker for secret, Star Wars. You know, so maybe, yeah. I mean, if, if Apex is any indication, uh, we may have a real treat on our hands, and let's hope that's the case. For I'm sure, sure a lot of people would be would be up for that, you know. It's, Definitely. Uh, those guys know how to make, uh, you know, combat games, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, also... Um, I'm really excited about Borderlands 3 because, like I mentioned before, it's one of the few games with split-screen co-op, and I'm excited to play that with my wife. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, they gave out um, at PAX East when you went to the Gearbox panel. They actually gave out Borderlands uh, Game of the Year Edition and the Handsome Collection for free to everybody in the audience. Really? So that was, wow. Yeah, That's that cool. was super cool. So I've mm-hmm. been running through Borderlands 2 again, and, uh, man, I forgot how good these games are. So you're definitely it's fun right. fun stuff. Yeah, I'm sure the third one's going to be, you know, as good or better. So it's definitely exciting. For sure. Well, as much as, uh, uh, you know, uh, Borderlands 3 is going to be great and everything, I'm honestly, genuinely, and it's not just because you're here, I'm more excited for people to play this game just because of how different it is. Like, Lemnus, I I promise it's going to be something special. Oh, it's really, really, really great to hear that. I mean, uh, we're excited, and if you guys are excited too, that that means we might have done something right. So hopefully that's the case, you know. I'm absolutely stoked. Um, I uh, every Wednesday, so tomorrow night, um, I go out. Uh, we have a Killer Queen community. Are you familiar with Killer Queen, the arcade game? Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So we have a great community here in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, where I live, and um, there are a ton of people that really enjoy doing beta tests for okay. all manner of games and uh, are on the the more polite side <laughs> of that spectrum, right? That's good, um, that's good, yeah. Including a couple of IT people, you know, or people that are familiar with. Uh, so I, I plan on, uh, I'm sure they're listening to the podcast, what's up everybody, uh, but also, you know, tomorrow out, um, you know, having them t- take a look, uh, sign up for the beta because uh, I can tell you that uh, I plan on having people over when it's available uh, to play on, on That would Steam. be awesome. I mean, the more the merrier, you know. Very happy yeah. for you to uh, to get people in. That's great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 shouting its praises. Everybody who will listen, to the game. So, uh, if you don't mind, um, James, where where can we uh, find you on social media, the web, uh, plug, uh, you know, wherever, however uh, you'd like to plug, so people can find yeah, you. We well, we have our uh, Discord channel. It's uh, Rat Loop Games Canada, and uh, obviously our website has links to all of our social media stuff. So uh, again, it's ratloopgamescanada.com. Or you can just go straight to lemnusgate.com and you'll see links to uh, you know Instagram, Facebook, Discord, all that stuff on the website. So that's probably the easiest way to to track us down. And you know what? If you if you want to talk to us, we're online on Discord all day, and we're really happy to talk. We'd love to hear from you. And I highly encourage you, listeners, check out uh, some of this. You know, as you said, proof of concept certainly not. Uh, the finished game, but um, I think it's a great way to see why uh, you know Zach and I are so excited, and we're thrilled to to have you on, James. Uh, it's been a treat. Thank you so so yeah, look, very much. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. It was really yeah, awesome talking to you. Yeah, James, and, uh, thank you very much for coming on. And uh, again, I can't wait to play the game. No worries. I'll, I'll maybe I'll see you online sometime. Huh? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll I'll be sure to come up with some uh, great strategies to blow your mind there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. You know. <laughs> I got six Excellent. months on well, six uh, months in front of you. That's that's true. That's true. But I, I I consider myself the best in the world at video games. You have okay. Uh, I, I didn't know that, but now I do. I'll be yeah, prepared. Self, uh, you know, 
self-proclaimed. <laughs> excellent, excellent. No, I'm excited, guys. I can't wait for you go, for you to be able to play it. So oh, likewise. Again. Yep. Uh, I'm chomping at the pit. This jumped up uh, my list quite a bit. So uh, we'll we'll continue to uh, to advocate and promote, and uh, we will certainly let you know what we think uh, once once we can get hands on. So thank wait. you again. I can't wait. Thanks for your time, guys. I'll see All you right, soon. James, huh? Thank you very much. See you soon.